Hey everybody, Chris here. You may know us these days as the Personal Injury Mastermind, but you've discovered our roots when we first started as the Rankings Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the years and hundreds of episodes, we've expanded our reach while staying true to our mission. We help you and your firm dominate the competition with insights from some of the best in the legal industry. You may notice that these older episodes sound a bit different. That's because we also embrace change and growth. I hope you enjoy this episode from the vaults and listen to a few of our newer episodes while you're at it. Thanks for being here. Let's begin. The content that you're creating should be related to your brand. And the sniff test that we use is, does it make sense that your brand created this? It can be tangential to what you do, but it still needs to make sense that there was a reason for you to do this, right? It has to make sense that you should want to create it. Creating content with the intention of securing backlinks is no easy feat. And what's even harder is producing something that can both increase your organic traffic and go viral. But my guest today has got both of those things down to an exact science. Virality is predicated on an emotional connection to the content. And if you don't feel something when you read it, then, you know, unless it's like a a really practical thing, a really useful resource, it's unlikely that you're going to see a lot of attention or interest from publishers. listening to the rankings podcast the show where top marketers and elite personal injury attorneys share their stories about getting to the top and what keeps them there joining us today is Kristen tinsky seasoned content marketer and co-founder of fractal fractal is a content marketing agency which helps businesses to grow through a mix of expert content creation and development digital pr and technical seo I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. SEO is all about the first page. That's also where we like to start our show. Here's Kristen Tinsky, co-founder of Fractal. I would call Fractal a content marketing agency with a focus on earning top tier press. Typically, most of our clients are looking for high authority link building as their primary goal with achieving press. We do that kind of by splitting our agency into two sides. One is a content creation side, which I lead, and one is a content promotions or PR side. So the way that we approach content really is from an understanding that in order to be newsworthy, you have to present something new and interesting uh, that hasn't really been done before. And... In our experience, uh, and this has really guided the way that our agency has grown, is that the best way to do that, the best way to find new and interesting information is through data journalism uh, practices, essentially. So uh, I'd say 90 plus percent of the content that Fractal creates on behalf of our clients uh, is data-driven content, and we do everything. So, So from the ideation to the data acquisition, which can come in many different forms, scraping, using government data sets, using private and public data sets, using our clients' data sets, uh, surveying, uh, and many other methodologies. I want to dig into one thing that's kind of interesting that I've been talking about lately is what you said is unique content. I I hear so many people say, well, it it passed passed the uh, copyscape. It's unique. It's unique content. So what, what would you say to those individuals? I would say that the the time of creating content that real humans don't really care about for SEO gains is sort of long over. And if your approach to building a site or trying to rank for keywords is just making sure that the words that you've written don't exist elsewhere, 
it's not going to get you very far. And it certainly isn't a methodology that you can build links to sustainably. So I would strongly recommend against it. I think in order to to build links well, you need to do something that that really matters and that either can attract attention from other sites or from the press, or it's just such a great resource that other relevant blogs and websites would be interested in linking to the content for the sake of the content itself and not because they did you a favor or you did a link exchange or some other deprecated SEO technique. Hemingway once said that there's no such thing as an original idea. And while that might cause headaches for creative writers, it can drive content marketers insane when they try to find relevant, valuable, and novel material that hasn't already been cited to death. But Fractal has come up with its own solution to this industry-wide conundrum, drawing from previously untapped information resources. Most of the data that we use in our data projects is data that, that exists on the internet. What's great about the last five years or so is is just the enormous emergence of open data. Um, And that's coming from many different sources. So the government itself has absolutely massive amounts of data coming from all departments, private industry, NGOs and nonprofit organizations are putting out new and interesting data sets all the time. So at Fractal, a big part of our job is trying to stay on top of what's new and what's available, um, and then thinking of interesting and creative ways to weave these data sets that we find into new story ideas, or thinking about data sets that we used in the past and examining the data and investigating it in new ways. So there are many data sets that we've used, you know, maybe 10, even 20 times, like For instance, the uh, fatal accident reporting system, which tracks all automobile deaths, uh, it's a massive, massive data set that goes back really far and it's incredibly detailed. So we've done lots of types of investigation for that. And if you have a, you know, an auto insurance business or something related to that, there, you know, there are just almost an infinite number of, of content ideas that could come from that data set alone. But there are many, many others that could be used and it's, it's really your imagination that would dictate what you can get from the data. Yeah. And I can see because many of our audience members are personal injury attorneys that, that specialize in auto accidents. So I could see, you know, many different directions they could go with that information for from a link outreach approach and acquiring those, those really high quality links from PR. Absolutely. And that like the fatal accident reporting system is just one example amongst a, a giant ocean of potentially interesting data sets that the government has that could be leveraged in those ways. And then there are obviously also lots of third-party data sets. Fractal also does a ton with surveying. So just asking questions of the community can be a great way to, to create an interesting data set for yourself without having to necessarily do some of the more in-depth data work that's required with large data sets. I like that a lot. So, you know, you could even maybe do some branding studies or surveys, you know, if you're in an accident, who would you hire? Who comes to mind? Maybe for a local type of survey. Just this isn't, you know, my specialty, but I can think of a lot of different ways to utilize surveys. One of the things that I like, you have kind of a contrarian approach. And basically what I mean is everyone says you can't make content viral. It's just you gotta get lucky. You gotta get lucky and, and over time you'll just get one of these pieces to go viral viral. But you your agencies 
created basically a process or a system to strategically try to position yourself to create virality. Yeah, I, I think when people think of virality, they think of like, I guess what I would call true virality, which is a piece of content that is so compelling on its own that it needs no promotion at all, right? You could put it almost any place on the internet and somebody would notice it and then they would share it and then somebody else would share it with more than one other person. And it would just have like this R value above one and would just continue to grow no matter what. That sort of virality, especially if it's attached to some kind of commercial goal, is incredibly rare. It almost never happens. Um, And even when it does happen, it was probably orchestrated in some way or supported by promotions in some way. I think when we're thinking about a sustainable methodology for creating content on behalf of our clients and uh, getting attention for it, generating press for it, the goal isn't like that kind of super virality like that. You know, we've, we've probably had out of all of the campaigns we've ever created um, maybe like 10 or so that might fit in that category of like super viral that built thousands and thousands and thousands of links. It's great when that happens, but it shouldn't be an expectation. The goal instead should be to write something compelling for a target audience and then matching that content with the right people in the space, the right journalists, the right publications that would have an interest in that that piece of content. Um, And if you can do that well, then you can predictably, uh, quote unquote, go viral within the subject matter that you're talking about, which isn't, you know, it didn't destroy the internet, but perhaps it, you know, was viral within a specific vertical and got a lot of attention and built a lot of really, really relevant links, which maybe could be as important as, as like a true viral post. One of the things I talk about a lot is when we're doing SEO and we're looking at competitor analysis or we're looking at directories, I, I think these are all easy to replicate. It just takes time. We have to go fill in the directory, claim it, or do the paid directory. Even the guest posting component, many of these individuals will accept guest posts at the same location. So I really love what you're doing because it creates this gap that's hard to replicate. You've got to go to this specific set of data and create a unique piece of content from that that's easy to interpret and then utilize for your, your pitch to PR. And then it has to be picked up so there's there's this large gap that is created as opposed to just doing directory submissions or guest posting. Yeah, I, I think that's completely true. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons why this, this type of content marketing link building activity has much, much higher ROI than other types of link building. And kind of given what we've seen and the process that we've been able to create at Fractal, we would never recommend those sorts of link building activities to our other clients. I'm not saying no one should do it. You know, it can be a good way to get links that your competitors have, which, which certainly can help. But if you're looking to make big gains quickly, then you're going to need to generate larger amounts of highly authoritative links uh, that your competitors don't have. So content marketing through a data journalism methodology and then associating that also with having a good understanding of how to pitch that content to, to the press is the methodology that has the highest ROI in terms of, of link building. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You'll be able to attract those, those very authoritative and topically relevant links. And it's also just natural. If anyone manually reviews the website, they're not going to raise any red flags when they see this type of, 
activity occurring as opposed to some of the other tactics. Right. It's also a very sustainable thing to do. So um, I actually did a research project about a year ago looking at all of our clients' projects from when we reported to them what the results were. So how many links we were able to build for them, how many press pickups we were able to get and all of that. And then look at it uh, six months later, ended up being that on average, after an additional six months, the number of links that we found was roughly twice the size. So it's something that can build links in perpetuity. I mean, depending on what the content is, if it's something that's uh, evergreen versus something that is tied to some recent time dependent event. But in most cases, it ends up also creating an evergreen resource for you that will continue to build links over the long term. Yeah, and that's incredible. That just has that momentum, that compounding effect. It's just hard to catch up to. So let's take, uh, what about an example? What's a, a story or a project that you did that really had a lot of success? Could you kind of walk us through that that big picture, that 80-20 for that project? One that I was really, really proud of was a, a project called Barbie Body or Examining Barbie's Body. And this actually wasn't, it was a, it was a data acquisition project in that we used data from a research paper um, but beyond that, it didn't leverage any other data sets. But essentially what we found was a, a research paper that examined the proportions of the old style Barbies and how realistic those proportions were. And I mean, it turns out if, if a real woman had the proportions of Barbie, like her ankles would break and she wouldn't be able to stand up and like all these other funny things. So this approach was actually a, a more of a design-oriented approach where we, we had one of our designers make a very realistic-looking woman in the proportions of Barbie and then also associated the data with it, so showing you know, the waist size is like X, X percent smaller um, versus a real woman, the bust size is X percent larger versus a real woman, the wrist and ankle size. Uh, so it had a, a really deep emotional connection um, to people. And it also, I think, played on like this, this idea of nostalgia and then also, you know, current event topics around body positivity. So that was one that I think hit a lot of important points in making a project successful. And it's also one that leveraged data, but data wasn't so important to it that it it had like a a massive overhead of, of data acquisition, cleaning or analysis to it. Yeah, that, that's incredible. So you got a lot of high-powered links and it just attracted a ton of attention. Was that kind of like a shoulder niche to health or fitness or or was it more? I believe it was for like a rehab and re- rehabilitation client that gotcha. had centers that addressed like anorexia and bulimia. So it was associated in that way, which is a good point to make. The content that you're creating should be related to your brand. Um, and the sniff test that we use is, does it make sense that your brand created this? So it can be tangential to what you do, but it still needs to make sense that there was a reason for you to do this, right? It has to make sense that you should want to create it. The Barbie infographic is such a great example of original and linkable content, and during the campaign, it achieved over 55,000 social shares. I wanted to find out more about some of the resources Kristen has found so useful over the years in guiding fractal strategy so you can better understand the fundamentals of effective digital content marketing. There's one that I always mention because it's been kind of foundational to Fractal uh, from the very beginning. And that's uh, a book called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. 
and they have a, a model in it called the success model, um, which is really the model that we use at Fractal for evaluating our ideation and deciding which ideas we think have the best potential. I mean, we add layers to that. So like the PR component uh, is also involved. Like how's the press talking about this? What targets do we think would be good for it? And that kind of thing. But it, it really centers around making sure that your content is, is simple. Um, so it's not trying to do too much. It's unexpected. It's concrete. So unexpected really just hasn't been done before. And that's one of the reasons why we love data sets so much. So concrete. So making sure that what you're, whatever you're trying to convey is, is done in not a sloppy way, um, but a straightforward way. So it's, it's easy for people to quickly understand. Attention spans are really short, so you need to get to the point fast and make your points really strong. And if you're doing data visualizations, uh, there's a lot that goes into making data visualizations concrete and easily readable. And then credible is the next one. So making sure that whatever data analysis you're doing, you're doing it in a credible way and that you're, the claims that you're making can be supported by the data and that you've done the proper statistical tests and analysis to make sure that whatever you're claiming is true. And then also if you're using like, for instance, survey methodologies that you've, you've done the survey in the right way and not introduced bias into it. And then the next one is emotions. I've actually written a few pieces on this, but virality is predicated on an emotional connection to the content. And if you don't feel something when you read it, then, you know, unless it's like a, a really practical thing, a really useful resource it's unlikely that you're going to see a lot of attention or interest from publishers. And then the last one is uh, stories. So you want to structure the content that you have or that you've created in a narrative format. You want to bring people through an article in a structure that builds and uh, has a really clear thesis and has human examples in it and tells it in a human way. All of those things are really important to our methodology and they were informed by Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. So I always recommend that book to anyone as like a foundational understanding of how to make good content that resonates with audiences. I'm not going to lie. So we did a data study recently on, on with that evaluated personal injury attorney <laughs> search results. And then I found this success acronym afterwards. And I was so mad that I didn't find it before and utilize some of those recommendations because I definitely missed the mark on many of those letters. Guys, we've been talking to Kristen Tinsky, SVP of Creative at Fractal. Kristen, where can people go to learn more about you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Kristen Tinsky, or at Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N at F-R-A-C dot T-L. I love Kristen's point about your content having to serve the user just as much as the search bots, because at the end of the day, it'll be a person that'll decide whether to give you that all-important backlink, not a computer. I'd like to thank Kristen Tinsky from Fractal for sharing her story with us, and I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to the Rankings Podcast. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you like this episode or have an idea for a future guest who's story you'd love to hear, leave me a review and tell me more. I'll catch you next week with another inspiring story and some SEO tips and tricks, all with page one in mind. Mm -hmm.